So this is how much we actually love doing the podcast. And, you know, you guys should really appreciate our efforts because we're literally just coming back from a nikah from our, for our friends. Uh, for the uninitiated, nikah is basically an Islamic marriage ceremony. Yes. It's the first step of, well, it's the only step you it's really It's the only need. step, really. It's, you're, you're, you're legally in the Muslim sphere in Islam. You're married you're at married. that point. So you do that. It Reception was, is all just ceremonial at that Yeah, point. it's all traditional cultural kind of stuff. But that's the, now our best friends are married. Shout out to Hira and Usman. Now they're Muslim. <laughs> now she's an Muslim. <laughs> well, she has to legally do that. She got to wait a little yeah, but bit. She, she's hey, yeah, she's basically yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was at the Turkish mosque in Lanham, Maryland. Beautiful, right. beautiful mosque funded by the Turkish government. Yes. But you know what? 100 it, mil. It's nice. It's beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. It, it kind of, stuff like that in America transports you into a different realm, yeah. right? Like you actually feel like, oh, man. Because I went I'm to in a Turkey in 2019 yeah. and I went to the Blue Mosque there. The interior is very similar. Yeah. It's very, it's so beautiful. It's so immaculate. There's so many details. Every single corner of the ceiling you look you look up it's a dome and i was looking at the art designs bro there's so much intention behind like the little squiggles like oh this circle's feeding into the next circle it's all geometry bro it It is is geometry geometry, and it's like sacred knowledge geometry it's freaking awesome arab people are great at geometry i was not they created it man yeah that that gene didn't get passed down to us yeah yeah, no but nonetheless Congrats to Hiran Osman. Congratulations to Hiran Osman. Very happy. I almost shed a tear. Fresh out of the masjid, fresh out of seeing a beautiful, wonderful event. Tear jerker. This is Hot Pocket episode 39. Co-hosted. This is Sherry R. And today we are talking about couple of different things this is a little bit of a the sampler palette yeah the sampler appetizer you get hummus and tzatziki you don't get to you know it's, it's not just like one or the other it's both yeah, it's today. a little bit of both yeah we're gonna open up with a little story that Cher was telling me yeah about something that happened to somebody else that he knows yes and we're gonna we're gonna delve into it a little bit. Yeah. So I'll start off with the story. So this person, I know I'm not gonna name names, they witnessed a very serious crime. So said person hears screams coming from outside their apartment. This is set in Brooklyn, by the way. In New York in New York, not New York City, but New York, Brooklyn. Um, hear screams outside and they're like, Man, what what's happening? Like that's crazy. I've never heard this before. And then the screams get louder and they're saying, Help, help, help. Person goes outside. And down the hallway, they see a larger guy standing over a smaller woman. The woman's on the floor, and there's visible blood on the floor. And this person is like, what the fuck am I witnessing right now? The guy who's standing over the woman looks up, and he has about a six to seven inch ice pick in his hand. And it's covered in blood. And the next thing that the, that the guy does, already to the wounded woman, stab her a couple more times. And this guy witnesses it right he has nothing else but like a scream come out and he's like yo what the fuck is happening like whoa that's so fucking crazy like he was like what are you doing like stop 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 the craziest thing was that this dude looked up at the person i know and looked at the looked at the ice pick and just kind of like shrugged his shoulder like "Uh uh-oh like i just did it oh geez yeah like oh who me like i did this like not again okay short story she's she got stabbed eight times uh, they called the cops. This person was putting pressure on her wounds. And while when he said he lifted up her shirt, blood just squirted out everywhere. Jesus. Yeah, this is like 
no one knew if this woman was going to survive. I'll say she did. Sur- she actually did end up surviving. They called the cops. Six cops showed up with guns drawn before an ambulance even showed up to the scene, which is, this is New York, so this is already terrible. Um, but luckily, they got her help in time, and she survived, but she got stabbed eight times, and then they didn't find this dude for two more days, okay? Turns out, this dude, who lived in the building that this person lives in, a couple doors down, a decade ago, he served about, like, 10 years, 10, 15 years for killing his ex-girlfriend. And he's currently living with his current girlfriend. And that girlfriend was like, yeah, he carries that ice pick with him all the time. Very nonchalant. Yeah. Yeah, my boy Yeah, my boy killed his girl, his previous girlfriend with an ice pick. He carries an ice pick yeah. now, too. He did, no his, thing. he did his time, and he came out and lived his life, I guess, was just waiting for the next victim to be found from him. So... The whole point of that story is it brings a very important question in our heads, right? Is it possible for someone who has committed a heinous crime to be brought back into society like this person was? And then I guess it turns into should they be? Yeah. If we decide that it is possible for someone to come back into polite society, civil society is usually what people say. Right. It's like, well, sure, I know it's possible, but do I even want that to happen? You know, it's a whole question of, like, the prison pipeline mm-hmm. and recidivism. The premise of prison, the theory behind it is that you, you know, put somebody in a situation where it's miserable, it's terrible, you it's, it's punishment, and when you come out of it, that punishment is supposed to have taught you a lesson. Yeah. I will never do that again. You pay your dues to society. Exactly. You know, you do your time. But this guy has a... Um, it's a little hobby I particularly <laughs> wouldn't partake in of stabbing women. women with an ice pick. Yeah. And he got jailed and then went ahead and did it again. It's a visceral story, especially because, like, we know this person who witnessed it. So, like, I was also imagining this person seeing it and this person having that reaction. And that makes it so much more because you, you see the headlines, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, this is a crazy story. Yeah. But it doesn't go past that on an emotional level. No, you it, when you witness something like that, that's like a bodily change to you. Like, yeah. you can't look at an ice pick the same way anymore. You yeah, can't probably. look at ketchup probably the same way. Yeah. And it, this person hasn't slept. Also, what goes through my mind is like, it could have been that person. Yeah. You were right there when it happened. It happened. When this, you screamed, that guy could have turned around. Yeah. And that's, that's the crazy part. And this person has also had conversations with this person in the building before and, like, has come across this person multiple times, like, the the, the, the criminal multiple times. And it's like, it could have easily been this person. So it's like, do we allow people who have done stuff like this and have served their time back out into society, mm-hmm. right? I guess I guess my, my, not my theory, but my interpretation of this would be everyone should be given second chances, uh-huh. right? But where do we draw that line? Where do we draw that line for, yes, this person is able to comprehensively understand that this was wrong that they did and release them back into civil society? And this story and some other things that I've read that I'll talk about have really, I've been kind of fighting myself. It's like, okay, like, where do we draw the line to be like, no, 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 this person should not be in society because yeah. they're they're bound to do this again. Because I feel like in isolation, the quote-unquote good person answer, like the, I, I guess for lack of a better term, woke answer or whatever, yeah. is that you bring people back in. Right. Uh, you, you bring people back into society because 
you can't allow like the worst possible outcome to determine the livelihoods of like everybody you can't right. set that standard it's a, it's a dangerous precedent but then you hear these stories and it's, it's like i don't have a good answer for what happened in this case or what happens in any other case where somebody just commits a crime over and over and over but i think that's also where your values and convictions get put to the test it's not they don't get put to the test when everything's hunky-dory and nice and nothing is at risk they get put to test when you were asked of something Mm -hmm. something is asked of you my stance would still be you have to let people back out You, you you can't encourage this kind of a system where it's punishment to deter because if they're coming out and they're still doing the same thing the one takeaway should be that well the punishment isn't working Right. And I don't think like, oh, well, actually, if we added 10 more years or 15 more years, like, no, yeah. that fundamentally wouldn't have changed anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think even now, I don't think the punishment is really working because we see it so many times, mm-hmm. i.e. another story that I'm about to tell about this 83-year-old Brooklyn woman. She's freaking 83-year-old's grandma, right? So this lady, after investigators, you know, were investigating this body that was found in a shopping cart, um, oddly <laughs> enough, they found a head in her apartment in her fridge in her in her apartment in brooklyn 83 year old woman she had served several decades beforehand in her early life for murder and manslaughter but then came out and you know whatever whenever she came out years later committed another murder like literally decapitated somebody Mm -hmm. and just killed them and left their body in a shopping cart and took their head home so it's like is the system the jail system so flawed that they can't determine the person is mentally they have the mental aptitude to come back into civil society like all those all those issues that they have psychologically are they not fixed like what i mean if anything i think they probably get worse while you're in prison yeah i agree and i think they do it, and like i think the, the key thing you pointed out was that these are often problems of like mental fitness mm-hmm. we were looking at pictures of brains yeah. Regular brains versus a brain that you know has CTE. Yeah. I've never seen an image side by side comparison. Holy shit. Yeah. This brain with CTE is hollowed out, it is missing pieces. No, there's like CTE, by the way, is the disease that you get after head trauma. Yeah. So a lot of in football, NFL football, American football, it's very common for players to have careers and then suffer CTE. Example, there was a there was a former NFL player. I mean, this is just like two examples, but many other people have CTE. Junior Seau, linebacker, probably the ones that had the headbutt the most. He had two suicidal attempts. One was one was uh, successful and the other one wasn't. He literally drove his... Was it the first one or the second one? <laughs> uh, you, take, you take the guess. This, the first one was he drove his car off a cliff in California and got badly like injured and you know he that was a suicide attempt he was like yeah i wanted to kill myself and then the second time where he was successful he just literally just shot himself in the chest so it's the decision making in their brains that are so damaged that to them this seems like a good idea or they don't have the don't do this aspect to the brain right i I think sometimes people think too much of like criminal behavior as wow this is just an evil person yeah but i think it's more so that your threshold for I mean, there are evil people. There are people who have bad intentions, yeah. sure. But I think a lot, like, especially with like violent acts, I think a lot of it is more so that your threshold to not do it is so much lower. So that adds another wrinkle to this question about like if we bring them back or not, because I feel like as a 
public society, as a civil society, we have an obligation to provide for people who clearly are mentally unfit to really take care of themselves. Like it, if if I could say wholeheartedly that this guy with the ice pick or mm-hmm. this what this eighty three year old woman had one hundred percent full capacity and agency, I'd be more likely to say fuck him. Yeah. Just just completely fuck him, right? But I don't because I also know that there's so many other factors and inputs that create that kind of behavior. Yeah. Violent action in crime is often more reflective of social strata and social dynamics as it is like just a person's fucked up brain. Yeah. There was also recently a study that came out that leaded gasoline correlates with significant IQ drops. Same, that's thing, with, going to, same thing with lead paint. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with lead paint, which is fucking lead. I don't know why the fuck that shit's everywhere. Right. And it's mostly in impoverished areas. Yeah, it's mostly that, in poor areas. Yeah. So you can correlate that with higher crime because like that lower IQ doesn't just mean like, oh, he's bad at geometry. It also yeah. means like the brain the function. Decision making the decision making of that make, yeah. brain is not where it should be exactly. to operate as a normal civilian and not hurt people. Exactly. Because like there's there's people who their brains are just wired differently. Mm-hmm. And in, in in their head, it's like, this is okay. I really want to see how someone bleeds. Like th- th- yeah. crazy people like that, man. And like I, I saw this story. It was actually a while back now that we're t- talking about this. Came up, this like, there was like this 14-year-old girl, 14, 15-year-old. She was like a young teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Abused. Like her parents had abused her, neglected her, her and her other siblings. Like the parents were so bad that they didn't even go to jail for like neglect or anything. They went to jail because for some other crimes. So their grandparents took them in, right? The grandparents take them in and there's this neighbor girl, like neighborhood girl that the younger kids play with. And this teenager is like always watching them. It's, it's, it's She's a girl. Basically, what this girl did was like she lured her like this other 11 year old, 10 year old, whatever, into the woods and slit her throat, beat her and like killed her and like had like they found journals of like, I really want to know how it feels like I just killed somebody like that felt so great. This person's already wired this way at such a young age because of all the trauma that they face. How do you rewind that? Or is that even is that even like mendable at that point? Yeah. Like arguably there isn't a solution. So that's the thing. It's like. And I'm really fighting myself on that. I yeah. really don't have like a definitive answer or like opinion on this. It's because one side I'm like, yeah, like she was traumatized. She has such trauma that has changed her brain. So like this person just genuinely needs help. But the other side is with that, this person is bound to do something else again yeah. because they're wired this way now. Yeah. Once you make the recognition that part of this is like built in mentally, you're also kind of admitting that I can't stop every single event mm-hmm. and that some people might die. Like if so, we're if we're having if the question is how do we make society safer, it's to take those kinds of people away off the streets, yeah. right? Like just plain and simple. Let's take instead of like we're we're we've been talking about like murder and like, you know, that kind of heinous crime. Let's talk about like rape and molestate like molestation of like kids and stuff, right? If there's a if there's a predator and we see stories like this yeah. all the time where it's like comes out like old guy has molested 39 kids like you know throughout his lifetime it's like how do we stop how do we stop the next kid from being fucking raped and molested yeah. it's like let's get this motherfucker off the streets right yeah. like I th- I don't I genuinely think that to make it safer for kids and just people in general in society like those kinds of people need to be like off the streets but then there's also the argument that that is a form of mental illness, you know? 
Yeah. Like, like I mean, I wasn't talking about that specifically, but also that specifically with like pedophilic thoughts. Like, it is kind of documented. Like, that does seem to be more often than not just like a, a, a mental illness in the same way that we would treat and diagnose schizophrenia. But like you said, like we've determined that it's a mental illness. Some mental illnesses, you don't cure them; you just treat them to the best of your ability. That doesn't mean you're gonna stop the guy from like doing killing it. or raping or doing something. Here's the thing. So in Islam, there's there's very harsh rules about certain things, right? It's not a bad thing to think about stealing. It's it's if you act on it, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about the idea of these to trying to rehabilitate these people, like you said, with child molesters and rapists. They have like some form of mental illness that causes these kinds of thoughts. We have to find a way to work on them and try to reverse those thoughts, or like trying to like provide them help, but also. If they act on those thoughts, because that's the crime, right? It's not ha- like yeah, you don't if, you don't police for thought crime. No, it's it's bad to have those thoughts and like just be that kind of person. But if they act on it, bro, I think it should be harshly punished. Because I just that's where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. Heinous murder, which is like decapitating, and you're just like kill, like you know, like and I, honestly, any kind of murder. To be completely honest, if you go out of your way and like you're planning a murder, which is that's what a murder is, like yeah. there's there's a intent to do it, yeah. I think you should probably be taken out of society. Okay, so you think the punishment should be taken out of society because there are scenarios where you could do the punishment but then reintegrate them. And the, like the punishment could be maybe not even jail time. Maybe it could be if the community jail, service, exactly, or fine or whatever. Exactly. If they serve their time, pay back society with their time and whatever they, whatever has mm-hmm. been given to them, and our justice system and our you know the jail industry gets better at actually doing what it's supposed to do is rehabilitate criminals and have them enter society in a way that they deem it like okay this person is fit mentally fit to get back into society right yeah. maybe fund that aspect more maybe fund yeah. that research more to be like what what are the characteristic traits of a person who is like good to go i mean i think there's a solid argument and i do subscribe to this one more often is that jail in theory prison in theory is supposed to do that but functionally it's designed it can't do it like no, no amount of like oh actually if we tweak these numbers it can't do it i like the idea more so and, and i haven't done nearly the requisite amount of like research or whatever but the idea for example of a community service mm-hmm. you are kind of forcing this person to have stakes in their community by having them do community service mm-hmm. and i'm giving a very loose example right, right, right. but the basic idea is that you make them feel solidarity you make them feel like being a member of the community to the extent that you can because i think sometimes it is a zero it is a sunk cost i think in that in just just on the community service basic i honestly think people do not give a shit mm-hmm. i think what as soon as as soon as something becomes mandatory yeah it takes away every kind of organic to it yeah i mean, I, I know you weren't trying to make that point but i'm just saying like yeah. as a punishment for these people who you know serve back your community like they don't care they're just doing that to check a box and get yeah. back to doing what they do normally i mean i think like for me it's like yeah if you if you make it like literally like pick up trash then like yeah probably not mm-hmm. right but i think the problem is that so many of these things are social ills manifesting as personal behavior that obviously hurt somebody mm-hmm. it's usually like a form of isolation like that's the most common profile of somebody who commits crimes is it, different kinds of crimes not all crimes is like some level of like disaffectation and social isolation mm-hmm. you can kind of fight back against that by and it doesn't have to literally be community service I, i'm sure somebody else has a better sense of what this could look like a more holistic approach but making them feel like more like members of, of society mm. so that way like there that threshold 
to do things because everybody has instances. I, you overtake me if I'm in a left lane. I want to fucking like <laughs> every fucking time I want to kill you, right? right? I don't do it though. Yeah, granted, because I'm not wired that way. Yeah. But you catch me on a bad day and I'm hangry or whatever, I might like rear-end you. I, I've been, <laughs> I, I swear, I've been very close to doing that. Jesus, <laughs> it's really bad. But the idea is being like, if you create that inhibition you create that threshold and make it higher because it's like oh i like work with these people not like literally work but you know i I see them i I contribute to this i have more stake and agency in this there's an argument there that you need to find a different method than prison to rehabilitate because prison you're sitting there Mm -hmm. you're sitting you're it's the biggest like negative reinforcement there is exactly you're sitting you're raping you're working out (laughs) actually that doesn't sound too bad to me, it seems very clear, like, why that wouldn't work. Like, bro, I'm just sitting and dwelling on my shit. I'm going to come out more fucking cynical and poisoned as a result. Yeah, of absolutely. I think once you're in that system and you're institutionalized like yeah. that, it's it's And that's what hard. creates the recidivism. It's hard to get, get back into normal society. So you're so messed up that you can't go do, like, a normal 9 to 5. Yeah. Well, or, also well, 9 like, to 5 is not going to hire you. Yeah, that's, you that's the thing. I, like, that's, that's, like, super key to all this is that, like, you got to check the box. Mm-hmm. For background check when you're applying for a job. Oh, yeah, I was in jail. Now nobody's gonna hire you. So you're, nobody's gonna rent you. So you're thrown back into the depths of society yeah. at the lowest ends, and you know maybe if that wasn't the stigma and people were you know gratiated back into society in a better manner, maybe they'll be like, you know what, that life was different for me. Like I was too, like that was too much. Yeah. Like I was too. Some people low. just come to that decision by themselves. Yeah. But some people, I think, need a helping hand. They need to be pushed there. Doesn't mean you're always going to get them. Doesn't mean you can get every single person in there. But I do think that there are probably a lot more potential success stories that we're missing out on. Yeah. Because our system is not designed to actually do that. It's designed... Well, one, I mean, the actual answer is, like, it's designed to create, like, more free labor. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the other thing. Understanding yeah. all this, that, like, we're... That's the cheat answer. Like, right. I got the scantron, like, ooh, do, 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 right. Do, right there, right? But I think more people, like, I, it, it sucks to say that, and it sounds very idealistic, and it is a little idealistic to mm-hmm. be like, nah, the guy who, like, raped your daughter can come back as a member of society. It's weird saying that. Like, I would never say that to a person, like, face to face, right? But in my back of my head, I would think the chance of them being able to redeem themselves, and maybe not themselves, like I said, being able to be a push to redemption is greater than zero. Yeah. And if we make the standard that it can't happen at all, and it's a tough decision, but like you're going to hurt a lot of people who, who could be saved. Because we're talking about like how do we keep society safe? It's like, well, we're deciding that they're not part of society. It's a kind of a weird contradiction unto itself. Like they're still human beings. I think you know? my rational my rational side definitely agrees with you. Yeah. It's like, yes, like the chances of somebody committing a heinous crime and then coming back into society is greater than zero. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's happened. It, it's probably going to happen. They they have, you know, the mental capacity to understand, like, mm-hmm. you know what? That was wrong. I acted on impulse. Whatever they did, come back and live their life. Even if they're just like, you know, like, I deserve to just live the lowly, lowly life as I can. Like, yeah. I'm not going to associate with anyone. I deserve to just have a lonely life, but I'm just, at least I'm free. I'm not in that, yeah, I'm just not in that hellhole anymore. Yeah. But, like, the emotional side to me is, like, if I was ever in a spot where someone that I loved was, you know... Something happened to them. Something happened to them. By another person. I would never want that person to see the day of light. It's true. Never. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, because it's so unfair for those people who have been affected by this to be, like, well, at least this won't happen to the next person. When, if this person could have been in jail beforehand... 
right? Yeah. And now they're like their loved one, or they they are the victim of it. Yeah. It happens. Okay. About like another example, and I'm gonna make a very loose analogy to this is when women go report people. Mm-hmm. Hey, like this guy has like is abu- has abused me. He has a record, and he keeps coming like to my door, yeah, like everything, yeah. right? And then police don't do anything. Yeah. They're like, well, we could, you know, he really hasn't done anything. Blah blah blah. Then he ends up killing the woman. Yeah. So it's like. If we would have just gotten this motherfucker beforehand, this poor girl would be alive. Yeah. So that's 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 where I keep like thinking like how do we stop that bad person from doing the bad thing? And my the way I'm thinking about it is completely ignoring how bad the system is because the system is very It's horrendous. Bad. I'm just thinking about the idea of it. Yeah. Death penalty, right? I'm for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I would never actually want it to be in the hands of this society is because I don't have any trust in this society. But, like, the idea of a death penalty, someone raping a baby or someone fucking committing a heinous crime, I don't, I'd honestly, I would not lose sleep if that person was just taken off the face of the earth. Yeah. I'm, I would actually be happy if someone, you know, like, you rape a freaking 12 year old girl and, like, ruin her life and, like, ruin everything there is to this child's future and then you kill her which happens all the fucking time those people do not deserve to be walking the earth bro but i don't i don't trust this state i don't trust governments to use that properly Mm -hmm. like quick little example saudi arabia just just executed like 80 some people and there were you know the, the the rationale for them was terrorism acts and like acts of dissent and this and that and it's like what qualifies like dissent for them is like talking bad about like the crown prince yeah or protesting something and you can be killed for that that's what stops me from like fully supporting it but yeah. the idea of a death penalty i support yeah i think there's a difference between like what i personally emotionally resonate with versus what i want as public policy yes because right? like, like the idea of of a like child molest, like anything like that i'm not keen to be like yeah he he deserves a second chance like i don't want to like yeah i don't i feel icky saying that but like i just know that practically speaking regardless of what my emotions are there's gonna be, if I let that one example justify uh, a policy outcome, there's gonna be a thousand different people who are completely innocent, and this does literally happen. Yeah. Who get killed, and then eighty years later, we're like, oh, by the way, that wasn't him. Yeah. And and like the evidence was there, but we just ignored it. Happened so many times to black people in America. Yeah, it, it's there's mo- a huge like, that racial fourteen year old kid that was innocent. They gave him the electric chair. I can't remember the name, but it, it like every Black History Month that pops up. Yeah. It's like don't forget this guy who like the United States did this. You know, like. It's tough. It's tough because it would be easy for me to say that no, just use just use facts don't care about your feelings, mm-hmm. you know? But feelings are there. Feelings have to be contended with and and it it would be disingenuous of me to say that oh, people can just turn off their emotions. Like especially if that person is like the one related to the victim. If that's if that's your son, your wife, your husband or whatever, right? It's also true that like because you know and because you respect that that person has a certain bias, you kind of remove them from the process a little bit. Yeah. Like that's also, you know, for example, like juries, theoretically you get an impartial uh, juror because they can't apply the rule of law in that scenario because of like whatever reason, right? right? Like, and, and I think the goal for society as a collective should be to ignore the emotional output as much as possible while like still respecting that it's there, mm-hmm. but still recognizing that like, look, if this is going to be a functioning, healthy society yeah. that ideally values all life equally even if all lives like don't do the same things Mm -hmm. 
Are you saying all lives matter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we should like be doing this with a fair hand and, and and trying to make sure that everybody has a fair shot and that there is a path forward for everybody. Yeah. And I guess that's where we end this criminality and punishment section. This was a fucking downer. It was. It was. <laughs> I'm sad, bro. I feel like our next one's still not like. It's not great. Yeah, it's not the greatest. <laughs> it's not great. It's a so okay. We're, we're like balancing out like a very happy morning <laughs> to like let's talk about some. Yeah, sad today shit. was a, an amazing, beautiful, lovely morning. I didn't cry, but I was like, I just felt warm and nice inside. Yeah, it was nice. And now I'm fucking depressed. Yeah, we're talking about really really bad friends i guess the idea of this came up when we were kind of discussing when you break up with somebody in like a relationship relationship you know like significant other aspect versus when you break up with a friend when that has a falling out right and what are the differences and what are the different nuances within those two relationships that make it so unique and so different right I think the conclusion that we came to was when you're in a relationship, you guys are in a relationship with a significant other because there's a mutual understanding and agreement that we're attracted to each other. We want to see this through. We want to build a life together, right? But if those three, four criteria don't hold you together anymore, where you don't love this person anymore, that can go. And it's more easy to digest. But when you break up with a friend, like that's like your best friend. We've known each other for literally over a decade and friendships compared to relationships are more malleable mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like we're attracted to each other we're this we're that it's i'm attracted more a- to all my friends <laughs> that's the <laughs> <an> issue <laughs> it's more open-ended it's because you guys have the same interests or the same you know yeah. lifestyle it doesn't have to be they're like- more likely to change and they have way more room to change in a relationship because like a relationship if you don't like them or love them yeah. then it's just like Look, what are you doing what the fuck are you yeah. doing but like friendships have up and downs and different different you know avenues you can travel through and they're more prone to change I think and it's far part, more prone to and change it's, and honestly when friendships change it should be for the better and like and also you guys they are, are just going to change yeah it, like it's it's inevitable but because of those reasons because that the potential for a friendship to last way longer than a relationship that's what makes it way more sad in yep. a different way when you lose a friend or when you have like a friendship breakup right mm-hmm. it hurts in a way that a relationship breakup doesn't could never hurt yeah. now obviously like if you losing your girlfriend or whatever of, of like or a wife you know break up is going to hit in a different way than a right. friendship is they're different but the degrees to which they're different are still equal i think mm-hmm. um but that kind of gets into questions about like what do you have to put into a friendship to get back right you know because there's definitely friendships which which are disproportionate and i have no problem capping this where i'm like pretty bad oftentimes granted i have like a shit ton of friends so it's like it is (laughs) it is very annoying such a problem (laughs) (laughs) no but like i'm pretty bad at keeping up with my friends Mm -hmm. right i'm pretty bad at even just making small talk and chatting and even if i initiate that and they've come back to me i just don't respond just because i'm an idiot um, I'm also really bad about like arranging meetups. Yeah. You know, does that mean I don't care for that person or whatever? No, but it would be selfish for me to like get mad at them for pointing out that I'm not doing enough because realistically that's like, that's a fair answer. That's right. a fair response for to say like, it doesn't seem like you're putting in enough. Right. Because 
my emotional quotient isn't there, but just because mine isn't where theirs is doesn't mean mine isn't doesn't mean mine. Or you is value right. them less or anything like yeah. that, right? But you have to like on some level, you have to meet your friends in the middle and recognize how okay are you with like I guess compromising your tension. Yeah. requirement I, yeah. for lack of a better term i don't want to phrase it like that. i think it's a mutual relationship obviously right mm-hmm. there it's a it's a give and take if say hypothetically you're someone who like like you just well not hypothetically you are like you just mentioned like you know sometimes you're bad at responding responding to texts and arranging meetups if i know that about you and i'm trying to see you mm-hmm. i would make more of an effort to be like hey like let's I get it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pick up the phone. I'm gonna call Saad, catch up, catch up with them for like 20 minutes. Arrange like, hey, this Saturday, let's let's get some food, right? And you're like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Because I took the initiative to be like, oh, I'm trying to see Saad. Let me do this. Let me tell him a place to where where to show up. So that alleviates your kind of yeah. where you aren't, you know. But what happens when you get tired of that? Tired of doing that? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's what I'm saying. That's when it's the mutual aspect is the other person who is also. You know, the person who's kind of slower on the texting and everything, it's up to the, the burden kind of falls on them. It's like, okay, this person's been making an effort to like hang out with me. Yeah. And like they've arranged a couple meetups with us. Like it's been fun. Now let me go and do something. Because then if it becomes, if anything becomes one sided, yeah, it's, it does. It's, it's over basically, right? Like yeah. it's not, there's no mutuality in this. And I feel anymore. like at that point, the person who's doing the work to arrange things probably feels like this is a fucking chore. Yeah. Like, I feel like I am accomplishing a diary task yeah. once a month. I feel like a fucking parent. Yeah. I'm like, kid, come here. Like, get over yeah. here. Get over And then here, also, like, it's going to send a very wrong message. You might not feel that way, but it's that, that person's going to be like, you know what? Like, this, they just, they just don't mess with me like that. You know, they don't, yeah. don't want to hang out with me. It's, it's whatever. I'm just going to stop. And yeah. then knowing the other person, that's not how they truly feel. But they'll never probably arrange a hangout because that's just who they are. Yeah. And also because you're kind of being coddled and encouraged to not do anything because like, oh, they're always going to yeah. pick up the side. I don't have to worry because every two weeks they're going to hit me up to be like, let's get lunch next. Yeah. Week. But here's the thing, right? This is where communication is key. Mm-hmm. And in any kind of relationship, obviously, communication is probably one of the most integral parts of a relationship, right? If that person who is making more of the, you know, initiating more of the hangouts and everything gets tired of it, they should and they do have a right to ask the other yeah. person be like, yo, like, what's good, man? Like, are you too busy? Like, what's happening? Like, you know, I'm always being the one. If they want to bring up a concern, they should 110% bring up the concern and they have the right to bring up a concern. But here's the caveat. You have to do it in the right manner. Yeah, yeah. You know, because if hypothetically me and you, right, you're like you never you never respond or like you're very late in responses. I'm always doing the hangouts like, hey, let's do this. Right. I bring it up to you. I'm like, yo, like, what's up? Like, is, is something different? Like, you know, like, are you too busy? I'd probably approach it that way instead of being like, yo, like, the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to mess with me no more. Yeah. Like, you know, like we're just not on the same level. So I think I think the way you go about communicating could either put you as the bad friend in their head versus when you really think that they're the yeah. bad friend. And it might be that like they are being the bad friend. Yeah. But because you went about communicating your reservations in a really shitty way, they get to flip the script and be like, oh my God, they blew up for no fucking reason. Like, bro, right. you had the ball, right. you fumbled it, you dropped it, they took it, now they're at fourth and inches or whatever, <laughs> right? right? So, like, that's also, like, you know, and it's, like, a selfish way to frame it. Like, you got to do it because it's the, the tactical way. But yeah. 
Yeah, like, if you want the relationship to progress in a healthy way, I mean, granted, every friendship has hitches in the same way that every relationship has hitches. Just because it happens doesn't mean you can't overcome that. Um, but I do think that sometimes people use those things as an excuse at times to be mm. like, oh, this is just how I am. It's like, well, I think there's something to be said about breaking out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm saying this again as somebody with the, the clarity to recognize, like, I'm talking to myself a little bit. Mm. I'm like, there's nothing stopping me sometimes from just being like, I could, I literally could just fucking message yeah, them I mean, and I should. At, at a certain point in your life, the burden falls on you to learn more, read more, yeah. do more. Stuff like that, exactly. right? So in a friendship, like it, you understand with yourself, like, all right, I'm kind of reserved on these kinds of things. But if I want to do stuff on the weekends, I want to have these friends to talk to, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and like, you know, hit somebody up, hit people up. And I also think that, and then this is kind of like a separate topic, but it's 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 funny, but it's also important to recognize like your tier friends, like put your friends yeah, in tiers, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying like, I'm bad at responding, I'm bad at this, I'm bad at that. It's like, I don't have that experience with you. You know what I mean? There's, there's, t- because I've also learned like specifically with you, it's like, we see each other so often yeah. that like, if something is pertinent, I will hit you up. But other than that, we really don't talk like that much throughout the week. Yeah. Maybe because sho- I also know I'm going to see you every exactly. Weekend. Yeah. Maybe a shoe drops or some headline comes out, we send it to each other. Yeah. yeah. Couple of ex- exchanged messages, done. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even respond to each other because we know it's just like okay, yeah. But like, uh, you know, it's like I feel like you, there's tier groups with with your friends. Like, there's friends that hit you up and you hit them back right away. Yeah. Right. You're like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, of course we're going to see each other. There's other tier groups where it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're they're good friends, but they're not in tier one yet, or not not that they're not in tier one yet. It's just that the tier one friends are just different, yeah. right? It's like you don't see them for months. You pick tier back. two's still good. Tier two, tier two's good. still great. Tier tier two and three, I think, is where you have to go and like make an effort to see them because sometimes you're just gonna be like, ah, it's kind of out of the way. It's not part of my normal routine, but I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, like, Let it's me not make that I the don't effort see to them, go. But I, but I just gotta push myself a little bit harder. Exactly. Like tier one for me is like, yeah, I see Sal every weekend because one, we like hanging out, two, we do the podcast, and three, we fucking get food and stuff. And it gives us something both to do. Tier two would be like other friends that I've met recently that I have that I personally because I'm the same way, it's like, ah oh, man, I'm gonna if it's you inviting me to lunch, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but if it's like other people, I'm kind of hesitant and I know this about myself. I'm just kind of like, oh, now I got to drive to D.C. or I got to drive to Baltimore. And it's kind of out of the there's, way. There's definitely times where you know your immediate reaction when somebody hits you up and says, hey, let's hang out. Yeah. You can tell from your immediate reaction like, oh, this is a tier three friend. Or, yeah. This is a tier, yeah. this is a tier you four know friend. The, you've, as soon as I said this, as soon as we said this, you, you thought of somebody. Okay, so what do you <laughs> think happens when, let's, okay, let's say you and me are not you and me. We don't have the same relationship, right? right? I see you as a tier two or tier one friend right uh-huh. you see me as a tier three as friend. maybe a tier three may Oof. probably a tier four Oof. so fucking loser <laughs> so like what do you do about that then because then the communication is difficult because it's like nobody wants to say bro i'm not even that close to you. like nobody wants right. to say that everyone wants to be cordial and nice and if you're a tier four that means you still made the tier list yeah it's just I can only handle you in small doses. Yeah. I can only see you like here and there. And, and maybe for a lot of people, I know like the default is like this person's great in a group setting or fine in a group setting, but goddamn one-on-one. It's I like, I don't really don't want to hang out with this yeah, person. It's, that happens a lot. So like, and I think the problem is that the person like me, if I see you as tier one, tier two, I'm constantly hitting you. You're hitting me up all the time. Bro, yeah. let's do something. And, and you either leave me on red 
or 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 I don't know because you have you read receipt messages off, right. and then you say, oh, actually, after two weeks, you'll be like, can't. And I'm like, oh damn, that was a message from last week. Why? Yeah. Damn, wait, right. It, it, it's hard. Like I don't know what you do in that situation because I think you can honestly. You would. I would. If that was me, I would see you here and there, and obviously I would like respond to you. And if it's an interesting topic, obviously have that conversation with you and like mm-hmm. you know whatever catch up. But that that's as much as I would do, yeah. especially because if we just like if we just don't vibe like that, right? Yeah. Like we have a very different personalities. We're kind of like, but I. You think we don't vibe like that. You I'm convinced, bro, this is my best friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's unhealthy, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's also, like, where you need to have... There's, like, communication, and then I think there's also... Like, you just need some fucking cognizance. You need some perception. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, this this person's been, like, kind of, like, yeah, like flaky get lately. The hand. It's yeah. also, like, are they actually your really good friend? So, so I saw a TikTok the other day, um... Like last week, I think, and it was basically some girl talking about how she, I think she's an art student, and she was working on an art project with some person for like 12 hours, mm-hmm. 12 hours every day for a week, right? And so, like, it, they were the only two people working on it, I guess. So, like, you know, that's like, what, 60 hours? 60 right. hours you're spending with somebody? That is a lot of time, right? Yeah, damn. And they assumed, like, and after the project was done, they were in their lecture or class or whatever the next week, and that person that they had been working with had an empty seat next to them. So, you think, like, I have spent... 60 hours with this person yeah they're my homie goes up to them asks like hey is anybody sitting here yeah and then they're like uh yeah like they give you a very clear like cold shoulder like oh i don't fuck with you like that just because yeah. we work together like that and i think it's hard to be in a situation because i think some people just like you, you give a goose a little right i think in that specific situation that's kind of fucked up oh no 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 i i agree but yeah. like i think you can you can that guy that person's a fucking asshole for doing that yeah right? Sixty hours is a shit ton of time, yeah, especially if it's like the same setting. Yeah, it's a, it's a school work setting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, also, what do you lose for like somebody sitting next to you? Not, especially not if, if this person was bearable enough for you to like do a project with. And like, well, well I don't know if they had if they had an option of bearing with them or not. Oh, okay, it is possible. Like, I I I was watching that video. I was thinking like, were you just being fucking annoying the entire time? Yeah, but but also like, I think some people just assume a lot more about small interactions than other people do. Like, okay. Maybe that person, you were going for a meetup with friends, and you were like, hey, I'm getting coffee. Does anybody want anything? And you pick up coffee for everybody. Maybe one person in that group sees that you bring coffee for them, and they think like, oh, my God, they're my best. Like, they think so much of it, maybe because they haven't gotten a lot of that. Yeah. I think that's a very common thing where people who don't have a lot of friends or have poor social skills or whatever, they read a lot too much into Into Little Those things. little things, yeah. And then it becomes hard for me to be like, uh, I don't know, I'll fuck with you like that or whatever. But I, don't, I don't know what you do in that that's, situation that, that's because a, it's never bad intent. That that idea is just, that situation is just hard to kind of like clear up because there's so many blurred lines yeah. with it, right? If someone just grows up, not that many friends, but starting to get like they're they're coming out of their so they're, they're becoming a little bit more of a social butterfly, but their background is super reserved. They've never had like friends and like, you know, their people. And then they kind of start doing it, but they're doing it in like a setting that is kind of meant for school work. Yeah, you know, it's like it's facilitating like superficial relationships, but they think those superficial yes. relationships are like turning into like something legit. Yeah. And most sometimes they do. It does. You know, I've made lots of friends that way. Um, but sometimes it's like I've made lots of class friends, yeah. work friends, good acquaintances. You know? It's like yo, like what, what's up, my boy? Like Your contact I walk- name is still. 
person's first name, the class we were in together. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Never more than three six five. Whatever. Um, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people can probably agree with this. It's like your work friends, right? It's like they might be your homies. Like you, you go into work. It's like, oh, what's up, fam? Like, how's your weekend? Or that you leave. You're not talking to them. Yeah. Or like, you know, I because like I have, I I work. You know, I I'm not gonna say it, but I have people who are like younger, like around a little bit older than me. But you know, I can still like be good friends with them. And at work, like we're we're buddy buddies and we're talking. Except there's there, there's this one person who I would actually like hang out with after 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 work and like get mm-hmm. get food with on the weekends and stuff because they're just good friends. And this is my current company last firm was cool too like they were actually really nice people but there's other people it's just like yeah i don't i like i'm nice like this is great like at work you're a fun person to talk to i don't see us getting along outside of work though yeah that's a very like, i don't want to be around you outside of work yeah. you know what i mean it's true yeah, but at work it's like oh part of it is because like because you're in work like it's that environment you, you yeah you like you like lower your threshold a little bit oh, yeah. i don't want to say like that but like you you are like kind of like Fucking with somebody who you wouldn't fuck with if it was just like all chill. Yeah. It's like I need somebody to rap with when I'm working. Yeah. Because otherwise I will lose my mind. It's kinda like um how we lower the threshold for like when we're in like middle school and high school. It's like, oh that teacher's so hot. And you look back and you're like, Bro, uh, every uh, shout out me <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Miss Kirchman from Algebra in high Actually, school. Actually, I'm not even gonna front my well, I wasn't even Spanish, I was in French, but the Spanish teacher in middle school was a Dying. have you gone back and looked back no 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 but no i did no no, no. Oh. like like yearbooks wise yeah she's yeah. still a dog oh, okay. i was like whoa like we were right about this one i remember the science one, teacher not so my, much. my spanish teacher <laughs> i in middle school i was so convinced like oh my this is the most beautiful beautiful woman. one in the world and i saw like i found her instagram like two years ago somehow like somebody <laughs> sent it to me i was like this is just a white woman <laughs> i have <laughs> i have I, Your bar I, I would leave you on red now All right, here's a final question in this downer of an episode. Right. What would it take for you to unfriend me in real life and on social media? What would it take? What would I have to do or what would have to happen to you for that to happen? Could that happen? Honestly speaking, right now where we are in our lives, I don't think that you can possibly do something that would like, you know, hurt me in a way that... I would be like, f- I never want to speak to this dude again. Yeah. And because part partially that's not my personality, but I don't know. It's hard to hard to imagine somebody. Um, maybe maybe if I had like, okay, so you're saying that right? What? Like yeah. it's hard to imagine like us going through that. Yeah. So you feel like me inside, we're golden, we're good. I hope so, bro. <laughs> what would happen if I just cut things off with you? And I and I bring up something, and it's like you didn't even realize that was a problem or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it seems a little bit bullshit, but it's like, oh, he just dropped me. Real the, this quick. is exactly what I would do. I would try to rationalize with it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. dog, like, what's what happened? Like, what's good? I would try to like work it with you, but if you're really just like, nah, dude, like cutting you off, like unfollowing me, blogging me, like the whole nine yards. At that point, I'm just like. Damn, all right. Like, if I'm not wanted here, I've gone, I've already gone through this once. Yeah. Like, I've been through this rodeo, and it's just like, all right, if I'm not wanted in a place, I'm just gonna, you're like, you're not, you don't, you're not deserving of my presence and like what I bring to the table. So it's yeah. like, all right, deuces, bro. Would I be like drastically hurt that like the dude who I've seen every single weekend and like 
I've leaned on so much like that. And, like, who would I send shoes to? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when something drops, who am I going to, like, message? Or, like, when something funny happens. There's so many times where I'll be like, oh, I got to tell Saad this. <laughs> like, that shit, that shit hurts when that person's not there yeah, no more. Yeah, you does. know what I mean? It's like, oh, damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not that different from, like, a relationship breakup. No, like, not at all. Literally, like, if I couldn't, like, tell you, like, if you were gone. Right. And, and we're like, oh, shit. Like, you got a war trail. I want to send this shit. No, Fuck, I can't yeah, send it to yeah, share, damn. We don't talk no more. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like you got to be a, a special kind of shithole to turn on. Like, unless they did something egregious. Yeah. You are a special kind of shithead to do that to your friends. Yeah. Especially, like, really good ones who've been through with you thick within. I understand that relationships change, friendships change. Sometimes you go through hitches, but... You know how we were talking about, like, you give people second chances, and, yeah. and if we can give pedophiles second chances, why can't you give your why friend? can't you give your homie a second chance? My thing is like, how often do siblings like fight? Right? Oosh. There's like, dude, I hated my sister up until like <laughs> maybe like my middle school years or something. Like, we did not get along. Like, she would scratch me, I would like push her, stuff like that. But then there was like a like a flip that's like switched, and I was like, switch that flip, switch flip, that, switch that, damn, flip. okay. <laughs> oh. A fl- what is it? A, a switch that flipped. You gotta cut this part out. A switch that flipped in my head. That you know, we just became best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, she, well, also because like we're pretty close in age. She's only two years younger yeah. than me. So like, I treat that as like you know, I see my friends as my siblings. It's like even if we do or disagree on something or fight or you know whatever happens, it, we're just gonna make up about it. But also like if if this is like an issue. If you're fighting your friends or like yeah, constantly, constantly having like, have we ever actually had an argument? I genuinely I, don't think so. I don't think we like have. to the point where it's like, dude, don't like just don't talk. I don't want to talk right to you now. for like a day yeah. or two. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had that. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely knock on wood because this is a nice wood table now. We upgraded our table. We're not <laughs> upgraded his table. Um, yeah, I actually don't think I've ever been through that with any of my friends. Neither have I. I genuinely don't think so. Yeah, not friends. I've like I've like cut off people. Yeah. Who've exposed themselves not through me, but through other people. Just like different acts that you just yeah. notice from it's far like, away oh, and you're like, all right. Your I moral can't. character is not what I thought it's it flawed. was. I don't want that in my life. It usually happened with people who I was already not super close with or I was on my way to cutting them out and then it happens is like, Okay. Right. I got no problem doing yeah, this. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'm just gonna But it would be harder if back. it was like a best friend growing up or something, and I'd be like, Fuck. Yeah, someone that you've known for so long and they drop you off of something that might you you know you you're just doing going down making jokes how you normally make jokes yeah. and they just one day take it wrong. I think that says way more about them. Yeah. They're like there's there's something going on about them. And yeah, I think if you moral of the story is I think if you drop like your friends over like petty shit, you're just a shitty person. Yeah. Like you probably don't deserve those friends anyways. Exactly. And also like if you're if you go somewhere and you. A problem happens, and you're like, all right, fuck it. You go another place, same problem happens. You go another place, it's not the problem. It's not <laughs> it's the you. problem. It's, it's you. you. You know what I mean? Damn, like, everyone in my life sucks. Like, yeah, well. It's like, wait a second. Like, well. I wonder why all your friends dropped you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like kind of retrospectively think about I it. I love when people post that shit on like Instagram and stuff. You know, like people repost memes. It, the, the one that people do is like people are always out to get people. It's like, are you sure I, you just – Aren't I, a piece of shit? Yeah, I love the sympathy post. It's like, I need sympathy. I want sympathy. And someone's like, well, what did you do? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, wait, wait. Like, you're saying this, but 
did that person just randomly act like this or was it something yeah. done to them? Right? It's like the dude who's like, my ex-girlfriend was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, what did you do? How is it that <laughs> you know? every single friend of yours turned out to be toxic? Yeah. That doesn't compute. You know, maybe it's just me and the way I operate, but like, I can't like comprehend like toxic people. Like, how do you become toxic? You're bored. I think they're just bored. Bored a little fucky in the head. Um, great dick, great pussy though, I'm sure. Um, I'm quite positive about. That. Well, I'm just saying. Like, look from like a a medical diagnosis, the, the, you you, cor- you correlate like your mental fragility with no comment how 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 much that gorilla grips <laughs> and, and how how much that that shaft hits like that I'm, intensity in the brain also yeah, it, translates it retranslates. Over. It's like a lot of electricity in the brain, so you know sparks yeah. fly. Because it's like you know while they're doing the dude, they're like I fucking hate this person, so you go harder. It's like a good workout. I think I think from this episode, what we've just deduced is like the human brain is fucking human weird. Human brain's really it's crazy. Out. I think we all have a little bit of CTE. I honestly am scared that I might have a tiny hint of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many times did I forget to say something? <laughs> Listen, that's different. That's We have had a long day. Yeah, I've had a long two days, yeah. A long couple days. But yeah, that is episode 39. 39. 39. 39, 39, 39, 39. Yeah, so, you know. Let us know in the comments of either the episode post or you can DM us. You can DM us individually. We would prefer if you DM us on the podcast yeah, page. Because then we can respond. Like, and we can get more traffic that yeah. way. Yeah. You know, what What we what respond to us about what we said. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? You got to experience that. I want to hear bad friend experiences. I, yeah, Let's create I wanna, a thread on Twitter or something. Put on pseudonames, please. I don't want to hear. Right. Unless you really want to put out their names. Go for it. Right. If I know them, I don't want to hear. Well, actually... If I know them, don't use pseudonyms. Give me actual names. Right. We want to know the team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know. And then don't forget to like, rate. Well, that's mm-hmm. the same thing. Comment. Subscribe. Comments. Share. Share. Yeah, please share. Please yeah, we share. Need, we need that. Honestly, I would prefer like and share if you're only going to do two things. Yeah. And with that, we are signing off. See ya.